is happening? Welcome back to an all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your, like like always, for going on close (laughs) to a year, I'm your host, Desi Robinson, also known as Desi is Dead. Now on Twitch. Is it, uh, are you actually a, a, not verified, what is it called on Twitch again? A Twitch affiliate? Twitch affiliate. Yeah. Are you still a Twitch affiliate? Why you think is um, it's now called Desi is dead on Twitch. <laughs> there is no way I'm going back to stream. I um, in this that was my co-host Christian Ventura. What's up, guys? The <laughs> Dima Llama writer. Do it. Ooh, those chicken wings are coming back on me. Oh god, those ch- <laughs> they're they're coming for revenge. Yep, I got the burps, <clears throat> but we'll push through. Um, to touch upon what you just said, um, no, I, I'm I'm not interested in going back into streaming. I, I, I said I really sat and thought about it because I remember saying in January we was gonna do some streaming content and we already in May, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and I have and part of it's being hundred percent focused on producing some art and playing video games again as much as um as much as possible while doing all this shit. I'm writing some art, um, some some things that I've um, gotten some praise of that that shocked the shit out of me. Like, wow. yeah, you, I I saw that. Uh, I saw what you're talking about, and yeah, I was like, damn, Desi's uh, he's he's owning the freaking writing field there. I know. I was like, holy fucking shit! Like, only if I had the confidence to actually publish, that's never gonna <laughs> happen. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and Animal Crossing has been, and The Sims Three. And Animal Crossing has been my addiction. I have looked on stream, on Steam and I clocked in at 160 hours in one week. Jesus. Wait, for Sims? For Sims 3, yeah. Oh, okay. And for Animal Crossing, I'm clocking in now at 65 hours. Jesus, man. That, to be fair, though, you're making some really good clothes. That is the length of me playing Mass Effect. It was like two Mass Effect games, technically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like if to equivalent those hours of uh, Animal Crossing, that's all of Mass Effect One and part of Mass Effect Two. Jeez, man! <laughs> like I'm not even fucking realizing. But the thing is, though, I'm playing in increments because with Animal Crossing, if y'all played it, I'm I'm just now getting to Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and and it's like things take up to two days to get built, or a day to get built, and then the fact is you have to have money to build these things. Yeah. And you got people. There's, there's a fucking turn up stock market on fucking Twitter on and on, like what the fuck? Yeah, it's like you're actually doing investments and like having to pay off loans and stuff. I was like, wait, what? Like, like I didn't realize the game was that involved. I know we I, we got a guest coming on, not this episode, um, in the future, and he's gonna be on uh, the Night Owl show for tomorrow night. Um, if you listen to this, it'll be out Tuesday. But we're recording tomorrow on Saturday, the May the 9th. Um, he was like, he, his turnip price is, is at 680 a turnip. And he asked everyone in this group we're in, he's like, what? He was like, what's your turnip price? And I said, $36. And he's like, you serious? I meant what I meant. <laughs> I'm barely playing the fucking game. I was like, I don't see this little fucking girl with the game turnips. He's like, oh, you have to be up before 11 a.m. to get the terms. I'm like, the game is now dictating what time I have to wake the fuck up just to play the said game just to get something. Wow. 
Because I, I distinctly remember reading the review for Animal Crossing New Horizons saying you could play at night or during the day or any time. Doesn't matter. No. It dictates when you can get certain shit. You have to be up and you have to do certain things at certain times of the day. Like for, um, and, it, and this is something I've never seen in the game. It goes into it according to your time, um, your time zone. So, so it's literally locked to your time zone. Yeah, so if it's, it's 621 as of this recording right now, PM of this recording. If I get into Animal Crossing right now, we're at a sunset right now. It's going to be a sunset in Animal Crossing. So wait, does it act on an actual 24-hour format? Yeah. So it's not like doing cycles every hour or every so every couple of hours. It's literally locked to the actual physical 24-hour time zone. So it's basically whatever you time zone you put in is going to according to that time zone. So if, like right now, um, it's probably become morning for my friends in London, right? It's more, <laughs> it's going to be morning for them on Animal Crossing while it's turning to evening for us. Wow. So dang, that's that's pretty involved. That's I don't even know what to say to that man. That's. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. That is something. Who knows for making something like that for the record, though? That is something that I wanted to see, and as. Rockstar is as close as we're going to get to that. They have a day-night cycle, but it's going to according to the game's day-night cycle. Yeah, it's like it's every it sets it, it's a much shorter cycle than an actual 24-hour cycle, that's for sure. Especially Red Dead Redemption. Now, it would really be revolutionary if Rockstar do figure a way to configure the time zone, you know, the the time, the day-night mm-hmm. cycle to whatever time zone you live in. To make the game significant, every every Rockstar game to be significantly different to any um, any other player. Yeah, I guess the logistics of that, though, going online the way that they do and interacting with people in different time zones might be a little uh, difficult. No, and then they could change it. GT- yeah, they could change, it. or they could even just put in a disclaimer saying if you're playing online mode, the the you know the time features are going to be altered or they're not going to be uh, working the way that they do in a solo mode. Or, if, or, or like, when you play in GTA Online, day, your day-night cycle will be according to if you play the classic Grand Theft Auto game. If you play in the main story game, you're getting a day-night cycle going to according to where your time zone lives at. So the main game and the online game can be two totally different. Yeah. I mean, they basically are at this point anyways, right? Yeah, because, I mean, like, timeline-wise within the game, I mean, the online, um, online version of Grand Theft Auto is now in 2020 instead of at the time they started which was back in I want to believe Grand Theft Auto Online came out in 2015 mm-hmm. so it's going to according to like we have now surpassed the timeline of Grand Theft Auto 5 <laughs> it's like the events of the actual story take place uh, at this point in the past whereas online takes place currently in literally right now um, originally the game took play uh, online took place before Grand Theft Auto V started. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the game series, then it was like, all right, this takes place at the same time as Grand Theft Auto V. Now we're at the point where it's now surpassed Grand Theft Auto V's timeline. Because <laughs> you have the, cas- the casino up, you have the Doomsday Heist, you had all these heists that came up, and it tells you when these these are the timelines within, within the confines of the game now. Mm-hmm. So, which means Michael, Trevor... Well, Trevor, you do encounter in the game. So, and yes, characters that, that Trevor killed, they're dead. 
there's I legit came across a newspaper looking for um he was the main character of Lost and Dam Johnny I forgot his last name um he was the head of the biker game the Lost okay. and Dam and I was running um in oh fuck this um it's like the Sultan Sea version in Grand Theft in Grand Theft Online um oh, Polito uh, Bay Polito Bay there you go. You see a newspaper on the ground floating with Johnny's face in the newspaper. Oh, really? Yeah. So it it shows you okay. This takes place after the fact, but this is mm-hmm. but we're by this point. It's twenty twenty. It's five. It's about six years after. Jeez, man. So yeah, Rockstar. I think Rockstar and and Rockstar is getting a lot of shit and. We did mention on um, last episode that Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest has Rockstar as one of its um, attendees as what we could see during the summer. So hopefully Rockstar will show something that's going to further enhance Grand Theft Auto Online, but also further enhance Grand Theft Auto 6. But on this gamer-filled, well, yeah, mostly, yeah, this mostly gamer-filled episode. Yeah, it's a very gamer-centric episode. Um... Here are the topics of today's episode. Tell them what it is, David. EA comments on free PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X game updates. Mortal Kombat 11's next DLC character, if you haven't seen it by now, by the time of this recording, it's RoboCop. With <laughs> a special actor returning to voice RoboCop. If you already got it, last time I said special actor, you win a gold star. You, so, get, you get your extra nerd points right there. Yep. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 will include some pretty crazy-ass customizable um, features, and they're really pushing how hard um, the rating they can get while still being able to be sold throughout the world. <laughs> let's let's just say uh, I, I, ha- I see a lot of Christian mothers protesting this game in the future. Oh, yeah. Especially the... the re- Christians and the religious folk mm-hmm. and this is a rumor um, but the fact is we have said we're not going to do any rumors on the show IGN kind of funny big gaming news sites have reported on this and we're now going to fucking discuss this and we hope this is happening Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered due out March 31st 2021 so around this time even if we're in May but so technically it's within spring we could see Mass Effect are you ready to get your platinum trophies all over again? Nope. I'm not platinum Mass Effect. I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck that. I'm a bitch. I'm a, I admit that. I'm a bitch. I'm not doing this anymore. No. 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 Um, and then lastly, you waited. Well, hopefully you waited. You've been listening. We will be going over my D&D character. Yes. Bit by bit, that's going to be the majority of the episode. We're going to hurry up and get through these topics so we can get to that because it's very the D and D chart, the character chart list is very intensive, and we're gonna there are some things that I intentionally left blank to know like or we're gonna add this in during the during the gameplay or now before the gameplay starts. So you can- ideally before the gameplay, but there are certain things that um will make a lot more sense after I have you roll your stats. You get to get you get to hear all that now, so you get a D D episode. You might get a video one day. One day, uh, uh, money, 
COVID-19. Oh, yeah. COVID-19 hampers the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first topic. This is from Eddie Makuch. I, bruh. I, I hope you're you're mispronouncing his name there. <laughs> I got Eddie like right. His last name though, I want to say Makuch. Maku, could the H could be silent? You know, whatever. This is from GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so EA comments on the free PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X game updates. Um, this is his report, and it says, A new generation of consoles is coming this holiday with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. One of the game's publishers in the business has now spoken on delivering free upgrades of its games for the new machines to come excuse me, to come to uh, to help consumers um, through the transition. And right off the bat, this is um this is revolutionary because normally when we got from the PS3 to the PS4, we didn't get no upgrades. We just had to buy the new version of the game that we got. Yeah. Case in point, Grand Theft Auto V. You played it on the PS3, you won PS4 remastered, you had to pay for it. Yep. And that's Same how... thing with Last of Us, same thing with Red Dead Redemption 1. Yep. So it was it was remastered, but it was no free game updates. And the only people who was like super like super cool with like the transition was if you played Warframe or DCUO DC Universe Online. Those were very helpful to the gamers. So it was like you got to keep all your stats, all your stuff, um, and your characters or any other characters that you unlocked it on these MMOs. Those carried over. Oh. I would say ESL online as well. That's that's the only that's the only reason I like re-downloaded Warframe because I knew that I could get all my stuff back because I wasn't about to grind for all my stuff again. Yeah. Um and so that's the only upgrades that you that you got for free. Um, like we said, main main game consoles you had to pay for them. So this is from like I said from GameSpot. Um it spoke to EA CFO Blake Jorgensen. He said during the EA earnings briefing that at least some of the company's titles will be available on the PS5 and Xbox Series X, though through updates that won't cost extra. Eh, red flag. Jorgensen <laughs> shared this information in remarks about the revenue that EA is expecting during this fiscal year. During the fiscal year, note that this year, um, note that this year the phasing includes the effect of revenue recognition from the games we are launching for current generation of consoles that can be also be upgraded for free from the next generation he said emphasis added we made uh, we've made a premier premier that ah, what did they make preliminary ah! preliminary thank you <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> Anyways, while Desmond breaks down, yes. Estimate of that impact in the phasing, but it should be noted that this would not affect its net bookings for the full year, nor cash flow, just the timing of recognition. Now, he did say some, but not all. What is, yeah. what is the fucking some? Now, is it the games that are currently being made for the PS4 and PS5 and Xbox and Xbox Series X there are, and those who purchased only the PS4 and PS5 um, X, um, and the Xbox versions so so it can be like not everyone's going to be able to especially now 
those who probably has money, yes. Yeah. But those who don't, me, um, probably won't be able won't be able to buy a PS5 or Xbox Series X this holiday season. So are those those who have to wait? Do you think those who have to wait are going to be able to pay, or get it for free, or they're going to have to pay like um at a later date? I think those who wait ideally are. I would say they'd probably end up getting the upgrade, but I think it does also fall into the category of the first thing you mentioned, mm-hmm. where it's it's only has to do with like the current ones that are in development or the ones that are going to be released within this like season. Because I I, I doubt that they would offer like upgradeability for certain titles that um, that for example already came out or have already been announced to come out before this announcement. Right. Um, it says they followed up with EA for attempt to get more details on this free pro- um, program upgrade. They said all Xbox One games and the overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, overwhelming, I'm putting a Y in it, overwhelming majority of PS4 ti- of PS4 titles will be supported on Xbox Series X and PS5 automatically due to the backwards capability of the next gen consoles. So it's possible Jurgensen is, is merely referring to how current generation titles will play on next gen machines without users having to pay twice, which, mm-hmm. is, which is not bad. But Microsoft also announced a new program called Smart 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 What the fuck Smart Delivery, whereby people who buy the Xbox One version of the game can get the Xbox Series X version at no extra cost. Cyberpunk mm. 2077 Assassin's Creed Valhalla are among those titles to to support this but the full extent and details regarding the size and significance of the upgrades are right now unknown that would make more sense though like that that does make sense to think of it that way because it's like at least in my mind right yeah if you buy a game that doesn't have a remaster or was not designed for xbox one x series god damn it monolith <laughs> if if you buy an xbox game that was meant that was made not for monolith you're not going to get an upgrade to a monolith version of that but it will allow you to play it but games like assassin's creed yeah i would assume that if i bought if i bought it digitally on let's say xbox one when it comes out and then later get a series x and there is obviously an optimized version for the x that's where i would say okay most likely i'm gonna get an upgrade or i would want an upgrade because the the hardware is different and you have the ca- the full capability of what the machine can do yeah at least also, that's how i get it i know and they also said it's confirmed to play um confirmed the large 14 new games over its next fiscal year some of the real releases on the ps5 some of them will release on the ps5 xbox series x or the monolith as we like to call it <laughs> it's just so much easier for me i know um, the company re- uh, recently confirmed that it's bringing Madden um, NFL 2021, um, FIFA 21, NHL 21 to the next generation console. A new Battlefield, Battlefield game will be out from developer um, from developer Dice, and it's also coming to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, but not until 2021. Which makes there sense. was an interesting title on that list as well. Oh, we get to that list. Oh. <laughs> And since you mentioned that list, next up. Now we did say the rumored uh, trilogy remaster do of Mass Effect do out by spring twenty twenty one, which would be technically from 
I think spring typically starts late or late early March to June 21st which is basically a day before my birthday um, it says in his core um, <laughs> all right in the fiscal year core um, um, fourth quarter 2020 recent uh, results published on May 5th with electronic arts said EA um, it has 14 planned titles, like we mentioned before, that is due for release in 2021, which means it ends on March 31st. Of one of those titles, which Electronics labeled an additional EA HD title, is a Mass Effect trilogy um, remastered according to Venture Beats' Jeff Grubb. See, we have a source of a source of a source. So it is a rumor, but it is a very credible rumor. So, <laughs> the list of games um, from detailing from technically summer, um, which would be starting from June to March 31st of 2021, June of this year to March of next year, we have at number one, Burnout Paradise Remastered for the Switch. Which I'm honestly excited about. I really like Burnout Paradise. <laughs> Can you never get into Burnout? Can you never. Uh, Command and Conquer Remastered for the PC. Medal of Honor VR for the Oculus, FIFA 21, Madden NFL 21, and NHL, which we have mentioned before, those three will be out in between those times. More is more specifically, I feel FIFA, Madden, and NHL will still release August, September, and October like they always have, mm -hmm. except for by the time the PS5 and Xbox Series X, Xbox Monolith comes out. Those three would definitely be your ports to the to new, the next gen consoles. Yeah, that would make sense. We have an unannounced EA Sports title that is obviously going to be NBA because right now NBA has not been announced for EA for a long time, and 2K has been dominating with the NBA 2K um series, except for they had some faults this um past last I want to say late last year. They had some faults with not only WWE 2K20, but also um, NBA 2K20 with a lot of microtransactions and a lot of bugs. So it would be very interesting to see if EA comes out with a new NBA game, which their last one was NBA Live 2018. Remember when EA used to just feel like, oh, hey, this was this company that gave me all my sports games. And now it feels like, oh, hey, this is that company that wants to charge for the games even after you already bought them. Yep. <laughs> fuck yeah but yet we still buy from them more um, specifically fuck the microtransaction thing dude I know and uh, you know we're not, we're not going in rant mode we're not going to rant mode not rant mode continuing on Mass Effect which is the additional EA HD title would be at number 8 and then from 9 through 14 um, from 9 through 12 we have EA partner uh, partners titles so I don't get how they can literally say, oh, we're announcing 14 titles, but we're not telling you five of the titles. I know. Like, um, that's a, <laughs> so you're not announcing 14 titles, you're announcing eight. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just the weirdest marketing shit, but, anyways. But uh, there's more within this. Um, this EA partner titles, and then two is um, mobile soft launches. So two mobile port games is coming out between now and 2021. 
but is also in the same report electronic arts will share information on its ea sports titles for the playstation 5 the xbox series x soon there's supposed to be an ea play press conference between now at the time of this recording and by july um so it's in between the um these next couple of weeks that we can see um ea play it was supposed to be one this week, but the Xbox had one this week. And on our Monday, ep- or our Tuesday episode, we'll actually be talking about um, the Xbox press conference um, on there. So definitely check that out. If you can't wait, um, us and our guest, um, Anthony Epite, uh, will be talking about it at length on the Night Out Show on KDHR. So you can go there to hear us talk about it. That's going to be a very gamer-filled episode and a very 80s-heavy music episode as well oh yes um well i had to tailor the tracks to the two songs that he um he offered it's it's, it's very yeah i i had to go i had to deep dive into some, some tracks that I haven't played in a while too i won't i won't spoil the tracks that are going to be coming out but let me just tell you this it was a really weird coincidence when you told me which one it was because at that moment when you sent me which song it was my boss was playing it right next to me a hint it deals with a very powerful woman um and also said in the same um get back on the ea um train um the ea sports titles for the ps5 multiple releases plan for the switch which we said before including june 19th so it's actually this year burnout paradise remastered is coming out awesome holy shit that is a that is a shot yeah shoot just to even just in general to hear that anything's coming out this year is awesome but let alone it's just like wow like that's something that they're announcing relatively quickly or close to the actual release date yeah which feels like that happens less and less these days yep and remember when we get oh sorry no go ahead remember when we get notification of like a new game and be like oh my god that's awesome when is it coming out a couple months sweet i know because they already had it 95 percent done (laughs) I know, especially in the classic days of when GameStop used to be good. Well, it never been good, if you're, especially trying to buy back, sell back games. When GameStop was marginally better than EB Games, so we started going there. That it, when e, when GameStop and EB Games was like the place to go to. When it, it was that era of G four. Um, yeah. G four. It was pretty much G four when IGN was fucking interesting. Um, it, it wasn't focused on movies and TV. It was just all gaming. Why did why did IGN go the way of freaking MTV? Anyway, I wouldn't say MTV. It was it's mainly you see who you see now. Like um, I forgot their names. I legit forgot their fucking names. I know one the one dude who took over um noon um up at noon for Greg, um Greg. Oh, who lost all that weight? Yeah, I remember him. I keep on forgetting his fucking name. Oh God, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but. It's, this happens at least once an episode. We both know who we're talking about and can't freaking remember the name. I remember Jessica Chobot. You never, you're never going to forget Jessica Chobot. If you, no, are, of course. If you're a fan of iGen, you, you're not going to forget about Jessica Chobot, Christine Steimer, Greg Miller, um, um, Damon Hatfield, who's still fucking there at iGen. Like seriously, <laughs> like dude, <laughs> you 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 have to be a CFO by now, a CFO by this point. Who, who still talks about games and he's a dj too dj daemon is his um his dj name so like god damn he's been there for a long and then no well naomi kyle's gone as well but she's also no 
from IGN, but mm-hmm. small rant of when it's used to be. Um, <laughs> Grub also noted that one of his releases is likely Apex Legends. I'm like, wait, isn't Apex Legends already out? Yeah, no, didn't it say it was like Apex Legends? No, I thought I read like. One of the um, Grub noted one of that one of those releases is likely Apex Legends. So I'm going to mm. assume Apex Legends is coming to the Switch as well. Either that or they're talking about a new season. A new probably a port to the PS5 and um so instead of a full on sequel, like pretty much Fortnite is still going on. By this point, as long as Fortnite be going on, a sequel could have been um, announced by this point. Oh yeah. So it could the sequel games could go away of seasonal. So I think that's more likely for those types for those titles specifically. Um, but then, uh, like we said before, um, at the end of this article, it says, as um, as for Mass Effect Trilogy, Grub did not mention specific platforms, but he did say not to expect it on the Switch, at least not at first. Oof. Oof. So those who are hoping for it on the Switch, if this if this all pans out and we get to hear, we get to see the Mass Effect Trilogy remastered, before, and I hope it's before 2021. But the fact that, what if, here's a good possibility. What if the remaster is coming out this year, but those who got a Switch, like myself, will have to wait to 2021 to play it? I mean, that would suck, but it would also kind of make sense, only because of the fact that they have to port and optimize that game on a hardware that is not made for that kind of stuff. Like, yes, the hardware has the capability of it, but when they made those games, when they actually like programmed them, they were not optimized for that kind of hardware. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised that to say, okay, the game actually came out, the remaster version came out, but now we have to be able to run it on on basically minimal settings, not minimal, but like optimize it for not only a screen that is a lot smaller, but optimize it for hardware that is supposed to be able to to run the game in a way that would be Smooth enough to play it and nice enough to play it without sacrificing all the quality. Yeah, but not forget, let's, not, let's not forget the functionality of the Switch where you can just hook it back to your dock and you can play it on your TV screen. You have yeah. to support that that um, that um frame rate, like you said, the frame rate and the ratio aspect to go back to your, according to your, TV, to your television set. Mm-hmm. So there... Is is going to be on the way of like um, Ghostbusters the remaster, the Switch port yeah. for Ghostbusters remaster came out a month later. If I if I remember correctly, it came out a month later than the Ghostbusters remaster on the um on the PC, Xbox, and the PS4. Yeah. So I could we could see that happening. Um, I could see like, mass. That feature. would suck, but I would say that's probably the price you pay for 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 being able to play it portably. I should say true um mass effect 3 came out we had this anniversary of mass effect 3 this past march we had the um the anniversary of mass effect 2 and mass effect it would be this fall we could see um the trilogy um the remaster come out either on the day the first game came out which i need to look i should have looked up before before we started the show because i'm not going to do that Wait, you gotta look it up. You don't have it tattooed on the inside of your eyelids. Fuck no. 
Like seriously, um, there there is some diehard uh, Mass Effect um, fans out there. Don't, I'm a I'm a diehard. I'm a fan, but like I do want an N7 tattoo. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I do want an N7. Came out actually. I was wrong. We'll call you a die soft then. Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, so let me let me keep it one hundred. Um, I'm a fan. It's just specific. Here's the thing. I want a specific tattoo that's the thing okay so like if i'm going to get a oh november 16th 20 of 2007 that was the original release of the first game oh okay um but like i said if i was going to get a mass effect tattoo it'd be the n7 logo and just the n7 logo itself where would you get it on my chest, like um, like on how how Shepard has on like on the on the suit. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, are you gonna put it in the same spot as where it's at on the suit? Yeah, because I'm like, there are some people who got some gorgeous portraitures of the characters as sleeves, um, that takes up their entire arm or their forearm and their leg, and that is fucking phenomenal. Or, that's amazing. Yeah. Or, or I'm a recreation of the Normandy. But the thing is, though, I'll be biting off of those people. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not a tattoo biter. I was like, I would, I rather create my own design, my own thing. Um, yeah. Insect, yes. Everybody has an N7 tattoo, but the thing is, though, you can make an N7 tattoo your own. And plus, I'm a fucking artist. I know how to make my own one, my own. Yeah. You put your own flair on it, exactly. Um, but if EA does this, November 2020, the 16th falls on a Monday. They could easily just ported over to the um, 17th on a Tuesday. Hmm. Even though the original release date is November 16th, 2007, you could easily have it come out the day it came out. Or the day after, it's fine. It's still within the anniversary scope. Yeah. Oh. That would probably be really appropriate, especially for a remaster. Yeah. Now, since everybody's talking about this, EA cannot... Look, if EA does their EA play within the next two weeks and we have to wait till July... To hear anything else, they have between now and July, they have two separate times that they have their their conferences to give us something, and they also have the Tokyo Game Show coming out this fall, online only. Like, come on, don't fuck. Show us what you got, cause you you we don't need you. You need us. You already have the sports. We don't play sports. Uh, I I barely play any sports games today. Yeah, I think the last sports game I actually played, <laughs> like, <laughs> now that I think about it, I think the last sports game I actually played was like PGA Tour 07 <laughs> or 08 or something like that. You see, and and look, and the only game I know you you said you were you are really gonna play is Burnout. Yeah, Burnout. Well, Burnout. And Medal of Honor because it's a VR title, and I would love to see how that works in VR. Yeah, the Oculus? The Oculus? Yeah. Yeah, I would get it for Oculus. I mean, I got my Quest, and I, I can set up my Quest to uh, play Steam games and uh, full Oculus titles from my computer. I would just need to upgrade my computer, which I'm planning on doing. Okay, then you, see, you already have two EA games that you want to play. The only yeah. EA game I want... From, and it's technically for Microsoft Studios, which game studios, which means EA still have to work with them in order to port. I mean, not only to port these to the PS4, Xbox, um, Xbox One and One X, on um, the PS4 Pro, 
you porting these also to the PS5 and Xbox monitor. Mm-hmm. Which means you're you going they're going to be working with game studios. Right. Um hopefully hopefully we get something from them and plus it'll, it would technically put Bioware on people's good graces I mean like there is a small community of people who are still playing Anthem I'm not going to fault you guys for playing Anthem no I'm not I, I was talking I was talking major shit about Anthem the other day I'm not there is a still a small fan base community like there is a still small base community for Dragon Age and Mass Effect we all have our game, Bioware games but like seriously we want Dragon Age 4 <laughs> we don't want a sequel well, I don't, wouldn't mind a sequel to Andromeda but I know there's people who don't want a sequel to Andromeda they want a Mass Effect remastered it, yeah. looks, it looks like this is a possibility than a Dragon Age 4 alright I'll take I'll take the L I, it looks like I'll just replay Inquisition hoping for a, a completion to a story to a rant we had before this episode was recorded <laughs> But I will settle for a remaster, and I'm hoping for one. Or I'm, or I'm gonna, I, I won't be pissed because like, there's nothing I can really do about it. Yeah. But I, I would be kind of bummed. Um, that's like that's like me saying I would love a sequel to uh, to Atlantis, the the movie that doesn't suck. But I'll settle for a updated version. Yeah. Or a live action. <laughs> um, continue with more articles from GameSpot. This one is by Alessandro Filari. Ha ha! Got it. My God, I think I see a pig flying outside. <laughs> All right, so Mortal Kombat. If you have not seen, I have not played uh, the last Mortal Kombat game I played was ten. So was, the previous one. Yeah, I was whelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was just whelmed. It was. Eh. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat to me has always been very fun, but I've never like been clamoring to go out and get the new game. Because so far it's just like, yeah, they're putting new characters or new guest characters and like different, you know, uh, finishing combos and stuff. But other than that, what really is new that would attract me to getting the new game as opposed to just continuing to play the one that I have? Yeah. So it's just like, eh, okay. It's like the DLC, cool. Like, that's awesome. But I'm I'm not the one that's going to rush out and get it. Mortal Kombat to me has always been that game where when a friend has it, I'm like, oh, awesome, let's play it. And when they don't, I'm not missing it. That that is me with um, Injustice. Like I played Injustice one religiously. It was, I I liked the the one off story and just hearing about the specific characters that died. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Um, well, it, 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 it gave a new insight into the DC universe. It did something different, which is cool. But it gave it a multiverse. It, it also made it a multiverse game as well. Yes, it did. Like something that I could see DC animations doing. And I would love to see an animated version of Injustice. And you know what? I'm going to add this on to our Tuesday episode. I was given the chance to see Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Wait, better for what? And I'm hearing about this now? And holy motherfucking shit. I might wait until you get to see this to go full spoiler. I'll just say this: If you did not like any of the, if you did not like any of the DC animated features that came out since Justice League Flashpoint Paradox to now, don't listen to this episode. You're not gonna like what I'm gonna say on this episode. On on it, you trust like like dude. I'm stuttering. This shit is fucking bonkers. 
bonkers. It's that is wow. They did that thing. They de- and this is the last DC animated. Um, it's not the last. They're going to do more DC animated features, but this is the last within their continuity. They're like wow. DC. There's no more interconnected um, car- um animated movies no more for the foreseeable future. So, <laughs> um, definitely see it. It's going to be on DC Universe um at the end of the month. It's going to be up for digital. It can't. It will be on digital this. I think it came out digital this past Tuesday, but I was able to see it before this past Tuesday. But if it's not up on your on your VOD sites, it will be up this coming Tuesday on the eleventh. I believe it's March. Yep, yeah, yeah, the eleventh, May eleventh. Dude, <laughs> you gonna? Oh my god, it's that damn good. It is on the level of Justice League Flashpoint Paradox on level of brutality and character deaths. Wow! It is that. All right, I gotta keep an eye out for it on Universe now. Um. So, speaking of brutality, back to Mortal Kombat. So, um, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Their current, their current um characters that they added in, um, Spawn already features um Mortal Kombat Eleven already features Spawn, the Joker, and the Terminator. But this upcoming aftermath expansion, which is a first for Mortal Kombat to continue a story. Knowing that they was gonna probably do it on, they probably felt they was gonna do it on the sequel, but it was like, you know what? Let's just add it into the game, into our expansion packs. Which, yes, we're now living in a world where instead of completing, giving us the full, complete fucking story, we're turning into fucking DLCs. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, to a point, it's fine. To another, it's not. Yeah. Um, the Rathermath Explosion. Robocop is one of the most popular characters of the 1980s. And he will join the fray, or will join the fray. Mortal Kombat, you can't, you can't put a label of gender on RoboCop. It's just RoboCop. He gonna start murdering people. That's what's going on. RoboCop, <laughs> RoboCop will arrive in Mortal Kombat um, Eleven with Fujin and Shiva, who were on previous Mortal Kombat games. So they were specifically dead, but they was brought back to play or watch, watch Mortal Kombat Eleven's gameplay videos. Once again, a lot of this is what is out with Warner Brothers, just killing characters left and right. I think Warner Brothers thinks that killing characters is equals to excitement and hype, which to a point it does. But I think they're doing it so much it's like they're they keep trying to jump the shark with their own character deaths, and they're like, okay, we've killed almost everybody, so now what can we do? Let's kill everybody at the same time or in different combinations of deaths and let's see if that gets a rise out of people because it's that same like kind of controversy shit that everybody like latches onto wait they killed so-and-so wait so-and-so died wait a minute how did they die it's like okay yeah that's interesting but because you need these characters how many times can you fucking kill them without it becoming repetitive and i think they're starting to get into the well not starting because they've been doing it for a while but it's get it's it's already in the territory of we've already seen these characters die so many times I'm becoming numb to it. What else do you have to offer? Yeah, because um, Warner Brothers, if you don't know, Warner Brothers own DC and they own NetherRealm. And they, they have, so they're the ones who poured out Batman to Rocksteady for them to make the, um, the Batman um, Arkham games. They pour it out to their game studio in, um, in Canada to make the Arkham Origins game. And what was that Montreal? I think yeah, Montreal and the now canceled Superman game. Like seriously, 
We want a fucking... I'm going to say this again. I'm going to reiterate again. I don't want another Batman game. Give me Wonder Woman. Give me Superman. Give me Green Arrow. Give me the Flash. Give me Any the- other DC character that has more than enough merit for a game. Give me Nightwing. Robin. Batgirl. Red Hood. No. Batman. Please. Jeez. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say it. I kind of am more am in the feeling now that I, I wish some other company owned the rights for DC other than Warner Brothers at this point now. It took them till before the Crisis on Infinite Earths um, uh, miniseries for them to let TV, DC Universe, video games, cartoons to use whatever characters they want. They had this mandate since Superman came the fuck out. That's 1978 to 2019. No character can cross over to in anything or nobody can use a specific character. We mentioned this on the last episode. They couldn't use Plastic Man on Justice League Unlimited. For a cartoon, he couldn't be used. He could because be- they're like, we don't want them crossing over formats for whatever fucking reason. And then they say, then they say audience won't tell the difference between each character. We're getting crazy. into a rant. We're getting into a rant. Okay, thank you. Thank you for waiting me. All right. <laughs> Ro- more RoboCop, like I said, we, we featured with <laughs> RoboCop back in Mortal Kombat and Shiva. Like I said, we're on previous, um, well, besides RoboCop, Fujin and Shiva were in previous Mortal Kombat games. Um, they will be, um, it's coming out this May 26th for all for every for PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, and the Google Stadia. I don't know why anybody's buying that thing. I wonder how, how I wonder how much longer we're gonna see that Google Stadia badge, man. Oh man, it's it can't be that much longer, honestly. Like, not, I, I, I don't think it's gonna last. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna last long. It's um, like when they were saying for Android, iOS, and Google Glass. No. <laughs> um what else it says? The basic plot synopsis. Um revealed in the latest trailer shows Shang Sun and his allies taking on a new threat. After the conclusion of Mortal Kombat 11, um, for spoilers, go on YouTube or play the game. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's, it'll be it'll take us longer to discuss as much. Yeah, as it'll, we'll have to discuss our D and D character right in a, in a few. <laughs> no, I got you. Robocop makes his appearance at the end of the video, showcasing his custom sidearm, well known to dislike to dislike bad guys. Alongside the Terminator, Predator, and Alien characters that have also appeared, made appearances in the Mortal Kombat franchise, Robocop is the latest character to invoke nostalgia peculiar in the peculiar area, particular area, era of the movie pop culture. But it is the first to have the original actor to voice his character, Peter Weller. Yeah, dude, he's coming back. He's coming back for RoboCop. That now we don't know his movements. They show like a little bit in the trailer, but it's still RoboCop is a robot, so we don't know how his movements is gonna play. So which means we have to wait and see. But the stills do give us some some insight. Yeah, but the thing is, it is fucking awesome that they got. I don't know why Arnold didn't want to do this. You had to get I, some voice actor to do Arnold, but yeah, the fact that we got and uh, hell. Um, Robert England came back to voice um, Freddy Krueger, which is fucking awesome. So he's the second. He's technically Peter Weller will be the second, but still, it's a simple fact. 
Peter Weller. It's just amazing in general that they they got him to do it. That's yeah. that's the thing. I think it's because he doesn't have to put on a suit. Yeah, that that's got to be a big thing. I mean, wasn't it Mark Hamill that was saying that it's amazing that that he wanted to become a voice actor or not necessarily in Peter Weller's case, but he enjoyed voice acting because you can get the parts or you can continue the parts yeah. that you would otherwise not be able to if you were on screen. Yeah. And I think that's the case here. Yeah, and, and it's really awesome. And plus, they're going to mod... Obviously, he can't sound... He doesn't, he doesn't sound robotic in real life. I got to meet Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Chill dude. You did? Yeah, chill dude. At um Comic-Con. Not that's San, awesome. Not San Diego. It was um, when Wizard World was still a thing. Oh. Oh. Was the world LA. And... We'll do an episode. There's a particular with my first time in Wizard World LA that has me disliking anything Jeff Loeb or Mark Millar does. So wait, Jeff Jeff who? Jeff Loeb. That a different Jeff Loeb? No, the same Jeff Loeb who brought the Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil, the Inhumans to TV. The same Jeff Loeb who co-wrote Civil War. The same Jeff Loeb who has done Batman, um, The Long Halloween, and Dark Victory. The same Jeff Loeb who I do not fucking like. Oh, sorry. I'm confusing him with a different Loeb for some reason. I was... <laughs> so, yeah. But I've back... been watching too much Tiger King, man. But back to Jeff, back to uh, Peter Weller. Um, yes. They are going to obviously modulate... If you didn't see the trailer, they modulated his voice to sound like he did in the um, in the in the movies. Which makes sense. Um, they did say certain catchphrases um, apparently were taking sound bites from the movie while there is original voice work from Peter Weller himself. Okay. So like the character intros, he's done him bantering with different... This is why I feel MK11 and and, and, and it carried over from Mortal Kombat 10. The character intros before you fight is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. They never done this from 9 down. So, like, well, I think I haven't played nine. It's been a minute. But the still fact these character intros and then them bantering to one another before the factual fight starts, it is, it is fucking phenomenal. And the fact that it, it, to see, damn, I'm old. To see Mortal Kombat 1 at the age of nine to 35 to see Mortal Kombat 10, where it's at. Holy shit. It's a it's a hell of a transition, isn't it? Yeah. Or transformation, I should say. It's it's one hell of a transformation, and there is particular character deaths in Mortal Kombat 10 that um is shocking, but I think it's because um a certain former MMA fighter current um on hiatus WWE wrestler plays Sonya Blade, right? That where nobody doesn't really feel bad that it, that she died. Um, I don't want to throw no shade to Ronda Rousey. I like Ronda Rousey. She's a Dragon Ball fan. She likes Goku, but I don't like Goku no more. Dude, I was literally watching... Uh, no, no, let's not go on a tangent. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Aftermath is the first expansion of its kind. For the franchise, the DLC will also see the return of classic MK characters, MK stages, the Soul Chamber, and the Deadpool. Um, damn, I haven't seen, damn, I haven't seen it in a minute. Um, along with um, stage fatalities, friendships has uh, have been absent since 1997's Mortal Kombat trilogy, and that is returning. Um, so, um, babalities I think is still within. I think we're still in the game, <laughs> but friendships are back. So, that's that is going to be very interesting to see come back. Uh, current owners of MK11 
and the original Mortal Kombat pack can upgrade to the Aftermath pack for 40 bucks. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That hit me right in the wallet. Yeah. $40 <laughs> um, to gain access to new characters and the story. Plus, um, owners of the, ga- of the base game can purchase Aftermath plus the combat pack bundle for $50. Oh, to them. Newcomers to the series can purchase the Aftermath collection for 60 which will include the base game, all DLC content, and skins, and the new expansion. You basically buy for $40, 50 $60. You basically, that's a new game right there. So wait, you're telling me that the fans overall... So you're telling me the people who bought the game, yeah. the base game... Yeah. Are gonna end up net paying more money yeah. for the entire game where new people do not. Yes. The fuck? Like I, that sounds like one of those things where it's just like, oh hey, it's uh each one of these units is five dollars, but if you buy two, it's it's twelve. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. What the fuck? Like if I already bought the game, I should be getting it cheaper. Not wait, what? Okay. No, what? No, no, no. Okay. Um, no, no. This is more of that. This is more of that fucking marketing shit. I know, because this is this is EA levels of um Yeah, I was about to say, were we still talking about EA here? Like what the fuck? Ah <sighs> but despite this unfortunateness that we ended on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven ESB rating describes customizable genitalia and possible crucifixion. That's where the religion comes in. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a religious factor, but the fact that somebody's getting crucified and the symbolism of that is definitely going to have a lot of people in an uproar. Yeah, so... And it makes me want to play it even more. (laughs) Um, This is by... This is from Polygon by... For the writer Austin Gosselin. Cyberpunk 27 will not be out until September of this year, but the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, the ERSRB has released a new detail about what we can expect from the game while we wait. Now, the RSB has given the game a mature rating, but Project CD Red is really pushing it on what they can get out of a mature rating. Like, seriously, they're really fucking pushing it by this point. I mean, honestly, I don't. if, if they still allow the game to be released, if it had something higher than an M rating, I would still really want to play it. If it was gonna be A rating, it couldn't be sold to stores. I don't think I don't think you would be able to buy it in GameStop or Amazon. Um, you would have to buy it from CG Project Red. Yeah, but guess what? We can't buy anything in GameStop right now, anyways. You can <laughs> if, you, if you go through the website. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. So, they would lose a large market that they would be able to sell to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what they said for the mature rating of this is what's under Cyberpunk under their mature rating so far right now because apparently we'll go into it more because there's more shit that came out but due to the time and constraints of this episode we're going to go with what we have here blood and gore we already know that because we've seen the hour video that's standard right intense violence we've seen that already nudity now we mentioned this i want to say late last year early this year they hired adult actors and actresses to do sex scenes for them Wait, really? We, we did. We, we reported on this. Oh my god, I just remembered. Yes, no. Oh, I forgot about that. Adult actresses and actresses. So the, the nudity, we already got. 
Yeah. Song strong language. I think we got that from the E3 trailer with Keanu Reeves. We 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 know there's gonna be. Um, it, you know that was very strong language when when he said you know that that we're amazing or what was it? Breathtaking. Yeah. That was that was too much, man. It wasn't to us. It was that dude specifically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, strong sexual content. We know. The use of drugs and alcohol. That one is technically new. Because it was mention of drugs and like the sale and everything, but the use of it. Yeah, both real weird. and and um, fiction. Yeah. Like both real drugs and made up ones. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, furthermore, into the article, um, ES, ES, um, ESRB also put together a summary explaining each rating. The summary often includes details about the game, some of it, some of its missions or various activities and shenanigans that players can find as they play. There's shooting and blood and guns, which is all checks out. But then the ASR, ESRB start posting things that are more interesting. They describe a mission where you assist a character by hammering nails through his hands and feet. And also mentions that the game includes drugs, both real and fictional depiction of their use, which we just mentioned just a second ago. But that's where the crucifixion part comes in. So if you have a hard, if you have a hardcore religious belief, I'm pretty sure if this is a side quest, and I'm pretty sure someone who's going to get through the game or review the game is going to post this on their channel, signifying like, do if you come across this person for this mission, you don't have to do it. I mean, to be fair, if you're super religious, like, you and be you're playing, playing fucking video game. you should be playing it, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, it's just kind of the thing. If you're super religious, like, you're basically not playing this game in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then the sexual content, the game contains nudity and sexual material. But the ESB states, players can select a gender. Um, I like the fact that you can be gender neutral. Because Animal Crossing is gender neutral. Right. I was expecting the same when they said this in Cyberpunk. I didn't mind gender neutrality. I can make myself look as my I can look like myself in the game because just depending on from what I see in the customization, you can make yourself look like yourself. It looks like they're getting to that point where you can look, even though it's in first person, right? You can still make yourself look like yourself in the game. I guarantee you, there's there's more than enough. There's probably going to be more than enough opportunity for you to be able to observe your character, even though it's first person, because there's no way, there's no fucking way that they're putting all of this effort into the character creator without giving you an opportunity to view your character in game. That's the, it's just it's just such a waste. So no, I'm I'm confident there's going to be some mechanic. There's going to be stuff like even even like when I think about Skyrim, right? Mm -hmm. And all the mods that people did, including myself, like putting putting stuff into the game. Yeah. Some of the major things that people were adding that were not necessarily gameplay related, but were aesthetic, were like the ability to view your character doing actions in third person. Yeah. Like like if you if you remember Skyrim, it's it's mainly first person. You can you can Skyrim. switch it. You can switch it. But you know how like when you go up to a bench or you go up to like a grindstone or something. Like, you go and you see yourself doing the action according to the view that you're in. Yeah. I, can, I have to imagine that with Cyberpunk doing so many things that are similar, that there's probably going to be moments like that where it's like if you're, if you're upgrading or you're crafting something or you're doing something where you have the opportunity to, like, view your character out of body, they're going to take it, especially with the, with the creator. I think they're going to go in the way of Outer Worlds where you can make, your, you can make a face... It'll just be NPCs 
commenting on what, how you look like. To mm. give an example on Outer Worlds, oh, you look sick, or you got a scar, or oh, I like what you do with your hair, or like certain things that you know you did the changes, but they can see it, you can't. Interesting. I, and I playing Outer Worlds, I'm I'm now fully used to playing a first person game, uh, RPG, um, where I'm not going to be able to see myself. I can see my chest and my arms, but I won't be see my head. See, I, I want to know, because I'm, I'm now wondering if I read the article correctly or not. Because we they did also say, huh? I haven't, I haven't got through it yet. Oh, okay. All right, so the sexual content. Yes. Um, players can select, like we said, um, customize their gender. Customize can include depictions of breasts, butts, genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of said genitalia. The combination part is interesting to me. Not because of the reason you think, but only because I really want to know, is it possible for me to put two dicks on one character? Just because I'm so weirdly curious about that. <laughs> Am I going to touch that? I, I'm pretty sure no one's going to touch that. But I'm just like, just, like, I, like I get the combinations part, but it's like, okay, combinations, but does that mean you can theoretically have multiple? It is a game about like cybernetic like appendages and stuff, so I'm just saying. If if they're going for non-conformity, non-conformed gender, you could possibly see or someone play someone who has breasts and a dick. Yeah, a tr- uh, a a form of transgendered person would not be out of the question. That makes sense. What I'm saying is like, what can you do with that creator that that is well, not physiologically possible? Is what yeah. I'm saying. Or we could be, or someone could be fucking funny, um, create someone who has three breasts, like, um, like it's Total Recall. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you can do three t- breasts, like in Total Recall, like, could you also do other stuff? That's what I want to know because then you can get super creative on it. I'm not saying it for like any like making fun of it reason. I'm just saying that's gonna be hopefully the most extensive character creator I've ever used. And for some reason, I always have so much fun with character creators. Speaking of character creators. I have finally finished my D&D Beyond character sheet, sheet list. Oh, 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 oh. I am for, for excited. Up, I know, for an upcoming D&D game, whatever the hell that would be. I have not given myself a name, though, so I, guess I, just, I just put Desi is dead. It's fine. That's fine. So we're going to start off. I am a Rogue One Human variant criminal spy. I like that human variant. Ooh. So, armor light weapons, crossbow, hand, um, hand-to-hand combat, firearms, longsword, rapiers, short sword, and simple weapons. My tools, dice set, obviously, a disguise kit, and a thieves' tool set. Languages, the common tongue, orc, and thieves' languages. Hmm. Interesting. My strength, negative one. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be very interesting because I know you're going rogue. Yep. But, I mean, rogues still need strength, man. I know. I'm, uh, it, 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 it did say I have to build up all this. As, as someone who's yeah. human who's going around this route, I will have to build up strength. Dexter- uh, dexterity is... Um, actually, wait. Sorry. Your dex is probably going to be on. your main stat there. Hold on. Wait, wait. Sorry. 
because of everything I have, it has a negative one, a plus one, one, a negative one. All right, so, sorry. Putting on my glasses. Strength is an eight. Dexterity is an eight. Constitution, eight. Intelligence, a nine. Wisdom, eight. Charisma, nine. Did you say charisma nine? Yeah. Okay. That's going to be, hmm. <laughs> so I, well, I mean it's gonna be technically all of those stats are gonna change like not 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 the m most of those are all gonna change once you roll yeah um speed it says walking 30 feet that's pretty standard right yeah, standard um my pro efficiency pro um bonuses is a plus two i have no defenses <laughs> um i'm an armor class nine you're gonna you're gonna be dodging a lot of shit, man. I know. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be relying on dodging a lot of shit is what I what I'm taking from this so far. Uh, my hit dice is one d eight. Um, my actions: attack, cast a spell, dash, disengage, dodge, help, hide, ready, search, use an object, opportunity, uh, opportunity attack, grapple, shove, improvise, two weapon fighting, interact with an object. Specials. Um, my special is sneak attack. Once per turn, you can deal an extra one d six. That sneak attack's gonna come in handy, but you're gonna you're gonna have to also pay attention to how the situation plays out because sneak attack is good, but if your if your opponents, let's say, know exactly where you're at, unless you can disengage and like hide, and I really do mean hide. Like, uh, you, you have to use the environment to your advantage in that case because it's not like you're just going to be like, okay, I'm going to roll to hide. But if there's nothing to hide behind, what the fuck's going to happen? How are you going to, like, be stealthy to get them? That's what I want you to think about. Because right. there's going to there's gonna be some mechanics that will allow you to, to help you do shit like that in, let's say, a situation where you're, like, on a plain battlefield with somebody. Well, so but you're, you're going to have to get creative. It's, but since I could cast a spell... I, 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 but I still have to be. I'm gonna play this like it, like they're giving me. I have to use my head. Yeah. Um, my passive wisdom um, perception is eleven. My insight is eleven. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Wisdom, mm -hmm. my insight and perception are both eleven. My intelligence, which is investigation, is a nine. Damn. Sucks. <laughs> um, um, unarmed strike is a plus one. My damage zero points for bludgeoning. Oh, oh man, they want me to die for picking rogue. Um, rogue features hit points, points per hit. I'm wait, points PBH. What was P what's PBH? Player, wait, PBH players. Uh, oh no, no, no. Um, P no PHB. What was that? PHB. Player's handbook. Okay. Um, according to the player's handbook, my hit, hit points is ninety five. My point efficiency is a ninety five. My expertise is at a ninety six. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, your point efficiency bonus is double for any ability check you make for two chosen proficiencies. Um, choose two additional pro, pro. I did those. I did that. Um, so you're doing that instead of taking a feat. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, it says sneak attack is 96. Once per turn, you can damage an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have an, if you have the advantage on the attack roll. You do you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. That enemy is incapa- incapacitated, and you don't have to disadvantage. Um, don't have the disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay, I'm sorry. Which 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 action are you talking about on that one again? That is sneak attack. Oh, okay. Your sneak attack. Um, Ooh, this, this is gonna be really fun, just because I'm thinking of I'm I'm thinking of how the other two players, which the, as 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 of right now, there are two more players. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to get more. Um, but as with how the other two players are going to be playing, I think it will benefit you because I, I'm not going to tell you what they are until you until you meet them organically in the game and stuff. Okay. But you, I have a feeling with the other players, this will still work out despite um, despite some of your uh, lower incapacities. Yeah, because I think they're going to be be able to make up for what you're not doing here. Okay. So lean into your lean into your 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 rogue. That that's what I want to say. I I really want to see you do some fucking cool shit with this character. Like yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do it. Okay. So what I want to ask, you have your character created and all this. Have you thought about um not necessarily the writing of your character, but why your character can do this kind of stuff? So it's basically going back after what we were saying uh, when we was first discussing it. Um, he's only a rogue. He's a former noble who was betrayed by family, mm-hmm. who is inherently greedy, which in turns would make him greedy, but he's like, uh, to put it in context, think Theon Greyjoy without the fact that. Um, he left people for dead. No, no, no. Take the take the. So Theon, Theon, without betraying the Starks. Yep, and losing his dick. And and who's dead? His dick. Oh. <laughs> yep. You know, no. That is, that is a bad analogy. Theon is a really bad analogy. Because um, yeah, Theon's not a rogue. Theon, I would say, is at. I mean, I would honestly say Theon is probably more. Not necessarily a bard because a bard is helpful. I would just say this: <laughs> he was good in in he was inherently good until betrayed, left for dead by his family, trained by the thieves' guild. So he has the traits of someone from the thieves' guild, but he still wants to do good. So which he'll still do good, but he was like if if push comes to shove he will fuck you over that does i mean it makes sense with your alignment but i don't think that's exactly your alignment you talking about the character's alignment or my your, your, actual my actual your alignment? your character's alignment we'll, we'll work on it yeah cuz i mean okay so your your character you, if i remember correctly your character was a chaotic neutral uh the way you're describing it right now sounds to me more like a chaotic good mm because chaotic neutral is is a little bit more when you when you look at chaotic neutral you're saying things like oh, okay push comes to shove he's going to fuck up some people and this and that chaotic neutrals don't have a problem fucking up anybody that like ha- that that is not in agreement with their site 
But if you're if you're saying that you were more betrayed, but you you have this inherent like quality of wanting to do things right, even though you're doing them in a not necessarily right way. You want to hear the um, character traits? Yes. All right. I always have a plan for what to do when things okay. go wrong. I'm incredibly slow to trust. Those who seem the fairest often have the. Why do they make these shits so small? <laughs> it, it legit cut off. Oh, you sons of bitches! Is it the same as the uh, the sheet you had sent me? Yeah, but it's like most of it's cut off. You see, this is why I did a Google Doc <laughs> because I know turning shit into P- um, PDFs fuck up all the time. Just open the goddamn doc. Give me a prompt. <laughs> I got the doc up right now. I'm trying to find exactly what you were reading right now. All right, I, I have a right. Oh my god, why are you loading? Is my internet up? Oh my god, are we gonna lose this episode? No, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. I would have had a mini heart attack on this damn episode. The last words would be, "Oh god, no!" And then, Pff. so uh, wait, are we still up? <laughs> yeah, we're still up. We're still up. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm just going to where I know. All right. All right, here we go. It says, personality. I always have a plan to what to, um, for what to do when things go wrong. I am incredibly slow to trust. Those who seem the fairest often have the most to hide. Ideals. People I am loyal to. My friends. Not to any ideals, though. Um, and everyone else can take a trip down the river of sticks for all I care. That part is neutral. Yeah, that part's neutral. Um, bonds, something important was taken from me, and I am to steal it back, which was something we said, we talked about. It was a specific mm-hmm. thing that my character wants. And depending on how long you want me in the quest, if I fight, if the, I'll, I'll have to come up with. I'm trying to figure out I, whether or not the 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 story I have right now is going to be good for us to continue into the main into into a larger campaign. I'll just say this. I mm-hmm. came up with a good character exit for myself. Okay. I came, like, on the off chance, we, if this DM thing, if we make it big and other people want to use our characters, like, I know you don't want to talk about yours yet, but want to use our characters for, like, let's say Critical Role wants us and they want us to use our characters. I'm not going to kill, I'll just say this spoiler. I'm not killing them off. I just have a good exit. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. My flaw. Um, an innocent person is in prison for a crime that I committed. I'm okay with that. Now, are we still talking about your character or you? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I would not do a crime and then have someone else who is an innocent go in there. I won't. Not unless, no, I get Not you. unless I really, 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 really hate that person. I mean, hey, you can hate somebody and they're still innocent. Yep. Um, their, <laughs> their version of a chaotic neutral... Creatures who follow their own whims, um, holding their personal freedoms above all else. Many barbarians and rogues, and some bards are chaotic neutral, which would be me. Yeah. Um, Faith, they let me type this in. Thank you, atheist. Oh, yeah. D&D will let you do whatever you want, man. <laughs> um, oh, you son of a bitch. That's, that's also going to be really interesting with one of our, with one of our, um, our other players. <laughs> Like the 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 the, pop, the dynamic between you and another player might be very interesting because of that. Are they hardcore religious? Uh, not hardcore religious, but I mean, in are they, in, are they a cleric? Gonna... Are they a cleric? 
of any form. Uh, mm, I'm trying to think. Uh, cleric? No. Okay, I'll tell you that. No. I'm trying to figure. Not, out. They're well, not I'm a cleric. To, either to, way, it's still made. Because D and D has a lot of things that when they say when they say things like um, like faith, mm-hmm. they're not they're not necessarily only talking about religious faith. I know there's different terms of like worshiping things, but I'm like, yo, just like, keep it to yourself, or I'm gonna just shank shank, just step 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 step. All right, lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, comfortable lifestyle. Um, I can afford nicer clothing and easily attain your equipment. Right. You live in a small college. I live. Oh, <clears throat> I live in a small college. Cottage. I can't. Just like the cheese cottage. Cottage. In a middle class neighborhood or in a private room at a fine inn. I prefer a private room. I'm not trying to be domesticated in an upscale mid mid class neighborhood. No, fuck that. My I'm, my. Suggestion. My suggestion for that is if you're going to act like that, which is fine, if you're going to be like, okay, I want to get my own room a lot, I would start thinking about how you're going to aim to protect yourself at night while you're asleep. I'm a thief with tools. Huh? I'm a thief with tools, and um, I have uh, I already mentioned the, um, the sets I have. I will booby trap the shit out of my room. Okay. So I, then you're going to need proficiency in setting traps. I know. And you're probably going to need to look at artificing. Um, I know, that, that. In the guide, I know we have we have to be at a specific level to have, to have two. So I know. So I, I, think, remember, I, remember. I think I'm going to start you guys off at level five. Okay. Um, it because says, level one through five grinding, I do not want to fucking do. Okay. Uh, it says. Because <laughs> that would be literally grinding. This one kind of like I want to change up a bit. It says you associate with merchants, skilled tradespeople, and military officers. Mm, okay. Now, if I associate with merchants and skilled tradespeople, that is good to bring more stuff within the party. But military officers, look, I'm not like yes, I'm we sending people innocent people in my place to prison, uh-huh. and I'm totally fine with that. But the fact is, you still have to compensate these fucking people, right? Fuck these military people. It's like on the equivalent of me saying fuck the police. But seriously, fuck the police. Dude, I want you to be I want you to do that. I want you to I want you to say the things that you normally wouldn't say in the D D campaign. Because that's the kind of organic shit that's gonna give me so much like material to work with mm-hmm. and so many things that will give me ideas to make your interactions with the townsfolk um that much more not necessarily believable, but enjoyable. Okay. Um, so I will go to my character phys- um, characteristics, physical characteristics, and my starting equipment, and then we'll end the episode. Let's do it. All right. Physical characteristics. Faux hawk. I'm bringing the hog back. Indeed. <laughs> um, skin. Brown. Obviously, I'm, I'm brown skin, so. Mm-hmm. Um, eyes. I actually changed it up. I didn't want to make it too much like me. Mm-hmm. So I said two tone. One eye is gray. The left eye is dark brown. In your mind, is there a reason for that, or is that just something that's like I don't know? I was born like that. I don't give a fuck, and you shouldn't. I, I created. I created a backstory. Ooh. I lost the eye when trying to run away from my family. Ran into a mage, or uh, um, I took this from Harry Potter. You know that uh, that you know that scene where Harry arm broke. Um, he lost his arm, and they gave him that potion. To grow it back, and it was like antagonizing, and um, like agonizing for him. 
Yeah. We, I'm doing that to him except for when his eye came back, it didn't come back with the natural color. Like, pretty much the fucker said, I'll give you this potion as you can grow your eye back, but there's a 99% chance that it'll be the same color. It'll be a, it won't be the same color. It's a 1% chance you get your original eye back. Okay. So he gets fucked And that up. sounds about right, too, with the way that magic works in D&D. That sounds about right. So I was like, what if I... Yeah, I'll do it like that. Nice. Um, so one gray eye, one dark brown eye, which is what I actually have. Okay. Um, six three, and since he's a rogue, but you are expect and I only went by his weight according to the stuff that they're giving me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some nimble as fucking people at one hundred ninety eight pounds. Yeah, but one ninety eight at six three is pretty like that's pretty like gangly almost. No, have you? Have you seen NBA players with 6'3 and 198? They don't. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. No, that's true. No, that's super true. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm putting my my own my own visions of what 198 looks like, yeah. and then I'm trying to be objective right now. I'm like, no, wait, yeah, that's... 198 is still kind of healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um... I'm just like shit. I'm just I'm just I just need to lose some quarantine weight. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, man. You and me both. <laughs> um, gender, male, age 30. I made him younger than I am. Okay. Um, rogue starting equipment shirt so- uh, shirt. <laughs> Now I'm going to make an item that's a magical item that is a sword made of shirts and cotton fibers. <laughs> Shut up. Short sword. <laughs> a short bow with over 20, qu- um, a, um, a quiver of 20 arrows. A burglar pack of 1,000 ball bearings, 10 feet of string, a bell, not, um, five candles, a crowbar, a hammer, 10 pinions, a hooded lantern, two flasks of oil, a five-day ration, five-day food rations, a tinder box, and a water skin, 50 feet of hempen rope, leather armor, two daggers, and a, and thief tools. Um, I have my criminal spy starting equipment, of a pouch of 15 gold, dark common clothes with a hood, and my crowbar. Okay. Sure love so, giving me a crowbar. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Which which of your weapons would you consider your main? Are you more of a distance fighter or are you more of a getting close and stab him? I'm only asking because the more I know about this, the more I can plan. I know, because remember we was basing this off the rogue that I created in Dragon Age. Right. But we saw how that rogue in Dragon Age is. He was very nimble, agile, and he was all over the room fucking people up with a dagger. But the thing is that we're going to be method- um, methodical with this. I think, I feel he should be, when the need calls for it, he is a range fighter. Okay. But in situations where if my perception, dexterity, and my intelligence is higher, maybe I can be sent down reconnaissance and I'm scoping it out. And if I'm by myself, I can play smarter and sneak around and then sneak attack. I'm going to say, if you want, you can have two short swords starting. Okay. If you want. If not, that's fine. But I'm I'm going to say I'll give you I'll give you that based off of your off of your um history yeah. and your your character's build that it would make sense if you if you had like two so that way, you know, it's like it gives you basically two attacks. Yeah. Um I we're we're not going to start off with two attacks though, but I'll say you can have them. Okay. 
and plus, we I want to be totally fair to everyone who's who's playing because like the, uh, I don't know the level of conversation you having with them, but we have mm-hmm. like we have a legit <laughs> like conversation on this now. Mm-hmm. Like we I, like I already have a basic understanding of everyone of of everything we're doing. It, mm-hmm. I don't have a basic understanding of what their character motivations and everything that they are, and I understand right, and I definitely understand why you want me to wait. And that's yeah, because that's part of the fun. <laughs> like you guys are gonna learn about each other, and your characters will interact with each other the way that you would. You know, it's just like you if you if you don't know these people, you're not gonna know about their stuff before you meet them. Yep. And let's keep it that way, because I know one our mutual friend is playing with us, but I don't know who was she, what kind of character she's playing. Exactly. So I rather I like because I, I know you like this. It's called criminal um, criminal contract. Contact. Um, mm-hmm. I have a reliable, trustworthy contact who acts as my liaison to a network of other criminals. I act, I know how to get messages to and from my contact, and even greater from even greater distances. Specifically, I know local messengers, corrupt um, caravan masters, and seedy sailors who can deliver messages for me. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Your character sounds like it's going to be awesome. Um, the background for the criminal spy. Um, I'm an expert criminal with a history of breaking the law. That comes after being portrayed. All right, people? Mm-hmm. So this, this, don't peg me as the bad guy, listeners. I was betrayed by my family and my countrymen. That's why I became a criminal. One man alone against the country he loves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have I have spent a lot of time amongst other criminals and still have contacts within the criminal underworld. <clears throat> I am more for I'm more excuse me, I'm far more closer than most people to the world of murder, theft, violence. Once again, I'm a good person <laughs> that pervades the underbelly of civilizations, and I have survived up until this point by flaunting the rules <laughs> and regulations of society. Once again. I'm a nice man. Just because I have a proficiency in stealth, insight, tools, dice, and disguises, doesn't mean you cannot. You can. You can still trust me. And I, I can. I, I can. I can run around as a court jester, and then you think I'm a jester, but then I turn out I'm there to kill you. Just remember, it's a specific reason. Hence the design, the disguise kit. Yeah. But uh, the thing I wanna, I wanna remind you of too, your character as much as we're writing it right now is not set in stone. And what I mean by that is that it can change over time. It can change over time. Exactly. So even though you're starting a specific way now, that's great. And even if, if, if we, we put like that, not necessarily negative connotation because you're a good guy. Mm -hmm. If we put the, if the party doesn't believe you or anything like that, there will be time for your character to not only prove himself, but change and grow over time. And, and, it wouldn't be weird if your if your if your alignment changes as well. Yeah, I won't kill them. I won't kill them. No, no, no. <laughs> Murder. No. No. Stop it. Stop it, Desmond. No, Desmond. They, no. There you go. That's that chaotic neutral I want. <laughs> You're gonna kill them, Desmond. It's Desmond. Stop. Ah! You know that actually that that kind of thinking and that kind of dialogue actually kind of starts. Um, it not not necessarily going away, but it would it would start remedying itself the higher level you get because you specifically have something called slippery mind, which takes takes effect once you hit fifteen. 
I'll be honest, I don't know if your character is going to hit 15th because it depends on how our campaign goes. Yeah. But if it does, it that that kind of like self-reflection and self-doubt will start to go away a little bit with that kind of a, of a boost. It either goes away like, or it can go completely awry, depending on what the fuck is going on. This says it literally says it. if fourteen, if you are able to hear, you are aware of the location of any hidden invisible creature within ten feet of you. But at level fifteen, uh-huh. greater mental strength. I have acquired greater greater mental strength, which means I am um, I have um, wisdom saving throws. So which means technically I won't have a slippery mind. I'll have a slip. That's my slippery mind. Greater mental strength. Oh God! You know I'm I'm gonna send you. God, I I I honestly wish you were a cleric, only because I really want to send you the character that I created. Basically, take the slippery mind aspect mm-hmm. and blow that into an entire um class subclass yeah. for a cleric, and that's the custom cleric class that I made. Yo, let's fucking do it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> this shit's gonna be so fun, dude. I'll play Two Face if I have to. Let's do it. And with, uh, <laughs> and with that, we're going to end it off right here. Um, Christian has a D&D session. Right after I, do. I do. I do. I'm I'm in a game right now, and I will be preparing our games um, at, afterwards, most likely. Yeah. And I will be re... Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll be jumping back into Mass Effect 3. Oh, you're going to replay uh, MB3? I'm already in the middle of it. I'm, I'm, on, um, I'm helping Arya... Take her, um, take Omega back. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'll tell you this: I'm following through with what we said on the last podcast. I I started um, playing so that way I can fucking finish it, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, so I can get ready for Valhalla. But I still need to finish two other fucking games after that. And one game in Odyssey is about 180 hours long. 180 hours long. I know, and I'm trying really hard to get in the mind state of don't hundred percent this. Don't start going for the collectibles because I really want to. <laughs> But I'm going to waste time that I don't need because it's like, why do I want to do all of this shit when I have two other games that I want and need to get through? Yeah. Well, let's go wait and see. Because <laughs> <laughs> Valhalla will not technically be out until 2021. I know. So let's see how much time I got. <laughs> you, got you got, we still, you still got time. Just the, it, No, I just mean like with the way that I play games right now because of working and stuff. <laughs> I know, but still, I'll, I'll leave this um, clear, concise message at the end of this. Despite what is going on, you always have time. And True. make use of that time. And with that, we'll see you Tuesday for a new episode. Bye, everybody.